Well, good morning, ladies, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Fullest Life Podcast. I am your host, Vita Tucker, and it is an honor and a privilege, privilege as always, to come before you all and spend this time together. I am so excited about um, today, and um, I just want to first say welcome. Welcome to those of you who are first-time listeners to the Fullest Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us and just um, thank you to the person who invited you. Hopefully um, at the end of this, you would have enjoyed it and you invite someone else. Um, for those of you who have been listening for a while, thank you for your continuing to listen as we go on this journey to a fullest life. So what is the Fullest Life Podcast? The Fullest Life Podcast is a podcast dedicated to women, to us living our fullest life. And it doesn't mean that we don't have problems. It doesn't mean that we don't have situations and circumstances going on. It just means that we are choosing to find the good in life and to live our fullest life. Psalms 16 and 11 is the scripture basis for this podcast. And that scripture talks about how God says there's a path that he has for our life. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Ladies, we are called to live a full life. And so my desire here and for us, all of us, is that we live full so that we die empty. When it comes our time to go, we left it all on the table because we have lived this life to the fullest. We've completed everything that God has called us to do, and we did it with joy and we did it with pleasure. So welcome to everyone. Um, today is um, a beautiful Friday. Um, it's a beautiful Friday because guess what? We woke up. We got breath of life. Everybody take a breath in. Let it out. If you just did that, then it's a beautiful day. And so um, today I wanted to kind of talk about a subject that uh, we've been talking about our authenticity and who we are as women and who God has called us to be. And sometimes um, a lot in our society right now, there are some misconceptions about what a woman is and what we should be as women. And so um, we tend to jump on bandwagons about stuff. And so I'm very cautious about bandwagons. I don't go all in anywhere. And it's not because I'm not dedicated. Only thing I'm all in on, y'all, is Christ. That's the only thing. Everything else, I'm kind of like, okay, I come in slowly. And that's from no matter what it is. And so right now, whether it is your bandwagon is Black Lives Matter or you're part of the um, Proud Boys and that whole group over there, I don't know what they call the girls, um, a Republican, a Democrat, whatever your bandwagon is, you know, I just say, examine your bandwagon and examine the people who are on it with you. And if they're not in line with Christ, then you follow Christ and not the bandwagon. So one of the big things that are going on in our world right now, and it's not just right now, this is something that comes up. Every generation has this happen. But lately, it's gotten to a whole nother level. And so it's this image thing that we have is being portrayed in media, in um, social media, in um, music, in 
culture that um, portrays women that is it's a lie that is saying to women, the more you show and the sexier you are, the more likely you are to fall in love, be loved, be um, who you're called to be, and you're more in control of yourself and all of this lie that is um, going around. And so just recently I heard, um, I don't know, I, I, I have um, a lot of young ladies in my life and I get to talk to them and I get to listen to things and I they get to tell me what they hear. And I listen to what they hear and I kind of say, wow, um, no wonder we got a lot of people are confused. Um, so there's this thing, you know, you have these people out here that are projecting this image of sexuality. And so the so it goes is that women have taken control of their sexuality. And then in this taking control of their sexuality, they get to be what they want to be and put it out, you know, the way they want to put it out. And just be, you know, free, show it all, do it all. It's just a free for all kind of situation. And so that it pains me because really what it's doing is, is giving women and girls a false sense of what beauty and what your value really is. See, your beauty and your value is not resting in your breasts or your boobs. And I don't know if I said this previously, but I feel like I have. So maybe I just need to say that again. Your beauty and your value does not rest in your breasts or your boobs or anything in between. Your beauty and your value is your authenticity of who God has called you to be. And so in this society, um, oh, I am so, I mean, in, if you turn on the television for any length of time, it's like you can't help but see it all over the place. And young girls are emulating these people. And I'm trying really hard not to name people because here's my thing. I'm not upset with the people because I believe the people who are portraying this, the young ladies and that, that are putting this out, that they're just as lost as the young ladies who are buying into it. And so there's a scripture in the Bible in Titus, um, I think it's Titus 1 and 6, and it says that older women ought to teach the younger women how to be. And so considering that I'm older than, you know, those who are in their 20s and those who are in their 30s and those who are teens, I believe it's my job and your job, who you're older than somebody, to teach them what is right what is God saying about us and how are we authentically his and not what the world says about us? Because here's what's happening. So the um, I read in an article where I think it was um, Drake. I think it was Drake that said that um, women are taking back their sexual freedom and they get to determine when and how they're going to have sex and, you know, they're more sexually liberated. Now, the problem I have with this is this. Um, if I say to a child, that's an example I can think of. If I say to a child that has some candy, let me have some of your candy. Give me a piece of candy. 
And if that child, you know, for whatever reason, is not a sharer or whatever, and that child says, no, I don't want to give you to my kid. And I say, hey, but let me have one, give me two pieces. And they're like, okay, I'll give you some, but I'm not going to give it to you like you want it. They decide how they're going to give it to me. Maybe they're going to decide that they're going to give it to me and pick out three little pieces and put it in my hand instead of shaking it into my hand. At the end of the day, I still got the three pieces. I don't care how you put it in my hand. I don't care if you shake it in that out of container, you pick out the little three pieces, whatever. I still got what I want. That's what's going on in our society. Men, not men who know the, who are uh, saved and walking in the Lord, but the general category of men, the worldly men, they don't care how you say it. They don't care how you show it. All they want is at the end of the day that they get what they want and they get it. Whether you're labeling it or you had dishing it out or whether they're dishing it, they're convincing you to dish it out. At the end of the day, they're getting what they want. And the problem with that is, it's not like these women who are portraying that, I, I promise you, I've on Instagram alone, if you are, depending on what you look at, there are so much people, so many um, butt shots and <laughs> people's breasts and everything out. And then you go to Twitter and, oh man, Twitter is bad. I, I just kind of look over my son. He let me kind of peer in sometimes to see what's going on in Twitter and I can't take it. I'm like, that that is too much. It's crazy what young ladies are doing to get noticed, to be noticed. And so it breaks my heart because where are the older women? Where are we, y'all? Where are the women who were supposed to teach the girls how to value yourselves? Where are the women who were supposed to teach the girls that you are worth more than that? You are more than somebody's sexual pleasure. What happened to the women who were teaching that? Did we just stop or did we get caught up in our own worlds and our own businesses and trying to obtain things and trying to buy houses and try to buy bigger cars and trying to move up the corporate ladder that we just stopped talking to our girls? Because I can tell you, what young girls are seeing right now, it doesn't look anything like who they were authentically called to be. And so I was thinking about how much God loves us and how He, Jesus all throughout um, the New Testament, he loved on women and he showed us that we were valuable to him. From women, from you know those who... Even like the woman, I was thinking about the woman who was um, caught in adultery. It made it reminded me so much of what's going on right now, because you have these men who are saying whatever they're saying. Oh yeah, girl, you got the right to be free as you want to be. It's her sexuality. Let her show it. Let her put it out there. Yeah, that's it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> they use it and they toss you away, just like the guys did. In um, John 8, 1 through 11, and they brought the woman who was caught in adultery before Jesus. Now, for her to be caught in adultery, she wasn't by herself. Takes two to 
tango, okay? Takes two to commit adultery. But they didn't, the man, he wasn't brought before it. It was like, used her up, and now let's go toss her out here and bring her for Jesus because, you know, then he'll be she'll be stoned. But he didn't stone her. He didn't stone her. He forgave her. As a matter of fact, he shined the flashlight right in on the ones, the, the other ones. Okay. So if you were there when she did it, what were you doing there? Basically, what about you? <laughs> what were you doing? And so he turned the tables on them and he forgave her and he told, but here's what he did. He didn't say it was okay for what she was doing, but he told her, don't do it anymore. Love yourself enough, be your authentic self and go and sin no more. Basically, that's what he said to her. And so when we're looking at our young ladies today, and I'm not going to say just young because there's some older ladies <laughs> out here too. And I'm not just saying I'm 53 and I've seen some older than me on social media doing some stuff that I'm thinking like, wow, you really should know better by now. But um, I don't want to condemn them. I want to love them. I want to love you. I want you to know how valuable you are to God so that you don't have to try to make yourself downplay yourself or put yourself out there bad trying to be valuable to a man, a male, not really a man, just a male figure, you know? So um, I was, uh, that just came upon my, my heart. And even like the woman at the well, you know, when, Jesus met the Samaritan woman. I don't know if you guys know. And so for those, I'm telling you, I guess it's a little Bible course. But anyway, for the Samaritan woman, and that's in John 4, 7 through 26, this woman comes and Jesus, he did not treat her according to the way or the cultures or the um, of that time and of that day. He went past that and he talked to her and he spoke to her because in that time, Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan. They didn't have any conversations, but he didn't let that bother him. He still talked to her. He's like, I don't have time to get involved with that foolishness. You know, he still talked to her. And not only did he talk to her, but he told her a few things about herself because she needed to know who she was supposed to be and that he knew she was out of order. So he says to her, you know, go get your husband. And she was like, I don't have one. He was like, well, truth be told, you have had five of them and now you're shacking with somebody. So, you know, he kind of shined a light, but he didn't tear her down. He loved her and he built her up and he loved on her so hard that she had to run into town and tell other people, let me tell you about this man I met. Y'all, can we tell some young girls that there's a man called Jesus that loves them so much that you don't have to be selling yourself out to a man named Bob, Jim, Tariq, Joe, whatever <laughs> their name can be, but that he loves you so much that he cares for you. He has better for you. You are valuable to him, authentically valuable. He loved us so much that he made us. Now he could, God he could have easily just said, I got a man on the earth. I made Adam done, finished, got some animals and went on, but he didn't. He wasn't finished. He said, something is missing. Something valuable is missing. And I got to take it. I got to take it out of the side of Adam because 
he needs it and it's important to his life and it's important to what's the 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 trajectory I have for his life. And that was Eve. That's us. We're important. But we don't have to diminish ourselves by putting ourselves out there um, for every Tom, Dick, and Harry to ogle over for their pleasure. So here's the lies that I came up with that I see coming out of the world. So the lie that um, this sexual looseness, this nakedness that we're doing, this, you know, show all your stuff is powerful. It's powerful. Because this is the lie they keep saying. It's giving women back their power. And these women are saying, I got my power. I get to show my breasts, not because I'm worried about a man, but because I want to. No, no, it's not power. See, it's the exact opposite. It's weakness. Because what you're doing is you're giving yourself, you're so um, hurt and so wounded and so unloving of yourself that you have to show a physical, an outward thing in order to make you feel whole on the inside. And that's not God's best. That means there's a hole, like a round hole on the inside of you that needs to be filled. There's some love missing there that you are trying to feel with some outside stuff. And the outside stuff will never penetrate to get to that hole because the hole is on the inside. Okay. So in God's eyes, this is how he sees it. So he sees those who are clothed, women who dress and cover ourselves. And I'm not, understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about women, us dressing like, like, you know, matrons and all of that and covering ourselves from head to toe, top to, and I think I told you about um, before, um, growing up and seeing the women that had the shirts with the turtlenecks up to their necks and then skirts all the way down to the floor, long sleeves and nothing showed, you couldn't show your neck, couldn't show your hands. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm not even talking about, you know, I see young girls who um, their grandmothers are raising them and their grandmothers are dressing them and they look like their grandmothers. They look like old young ladies. Not talking about that. I'm talking about you can still be fashionable, but not put yourself out there like that. So when you're still clothed, you know, not everything hanging out, not everything showing, you walk around with the power because you don't give, you are determining who gets to see and who gets to be a part of me. And that's not that I am so valuable that everybody can look upon this. Because I belong to the Lord. You know, I think it, it is literally that you have to get into your mind. How valuable you are that some of these people, you are really doing them a favor by not allowing them to look on you. Because they can't handle it. Because you belong to more. You are God's daughter. And you are far more valuable and have far more power than they can ever handle. So protect them, cover yourself so you don't have to hurt none of these brothers out here, okay? Um, <laughs> the other thing is, they say that um, it's confident. These girls who are um, naked all over the place, all over TV, always got this stuff showing, that they're confident. Back to differ, y'all, is insecurity. Because insecurity says, because again, I don't know my authentic value. 
I am insecure. And the only thing I know that will attract you to me is that which you see and that which you desire. So I got to put that on display in order for you to care, in order for you for me to get your attention, because me alone, I'm not good enough, which is not true. So on the other side, a woman who is secure and knows her authenticity, she's confident because she says to herself, let me tell you, I have gifts, talents, and ability. I'm a woman who knows where I'm going and what I'm doing. I have a father in heaven who loves me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. And so because I am, you have to get to know me as a person before you can ever get to know my person. That's powerful. That's not weak. That's powerful. All right. Real love. So these women would have you believe, believe that because they're showing it all, because um, they're naked and scantily clad, <laughs> that they are getting real love from these men, but they're not. What they're getting is lust. And lust is never fulfilled. Lust says, I will take what I can get until I can get what I can take, and then I'm going to take what I can get. That's what lust says. So a man doesn't care. He, Like I said earlier, he doesn't care that you say it's you by your power. I'm being my own woman. And so that's why I can let my breast show because I'm saying for myself that I'm my own woman. He doesn't care what you say as long as he gets to see. He doesn't care what you say about I'm in control of my sexuality so I can have sex with 100 different people just to prove that I'm in control. He doesn't care as long as he's on that 100 list. He doesn't care. Doesn't make him any different how you say it as long as the end of the day you give the candy like he asked for. That's all that matters. Okay. So. On the other side, on the God side, real love is respect. And so while men are visual, they are, and I, again, I'm not telling us to prude ourselves up and to dress like any, because um, homely is not cool. <laughs> I've known a, home, a lot of homely girls who were not um, who they said they were. But at the other end of the spectrum, Hottie is not a representation of who you are and who your lo God loves, how much God loves you and your value in him. And so men are visual, but a man that truly loves you, respects you, and he wants to protect you. So I was having trouble kind of in my head and I was trying to think of this. And so I talked to my son and um, my son is 23. He's a 23 year old, regular old male who likes women. <laughs> so I was talking to him about it and he said, a man doesn't want someone in a relationship that everybody's seen and everybody's had. That's what women are, girls are missing. He said, I don't want a girl who's been on Twitter and everybody's seen her because that means all my friends, he didn't say friends, but all the guys I know and people that don't know 
all have seen her. So what is, he said, what's left? Men are protective by nature. They want, they come and they want to protect the woman that they love, the woman they care about. They want to protect her. And it's nothing wrong with being protected. It doesn't mean that you are some sheep or some little sad little woman in the corner. It means that you are valuable. You know, we talked about that hope diamond. There's a reason why they have all of that security around the hope diamond at the Smithsonian, because it's valuable. Now, if you took a, one of those little trinket rings and stuck it in the Smithsonian, they wouldn't put anything around it because there's no value to it. You can buy them a diamond dozen. But men are protectors and they protect that which they respect and that which they value. So I wanted to give us a couple of ideas of words that God uses to describe women, his daughters. And one of those famous words is daughters. How awesome is that? God calls us his daughter. That is saying something to me. That ministers like, that just blows my mind. I, I Right now, I just, can, I can rest in that because I'm his daughter. But he says, um, some of the things that he says, um, beautiful in appearance, that's how he describes Sarah and Rebecca. He's described Bathsheba, Tamar, uh, Tamar, so many women, he describes them as beautiful. Nothing wrong with being beautiful, ladies. It's the difference between beautiful and trashy. Um, he describes us as skillful and tender and refined and delicate and loved and worthy. He says we are um, discerners. We are wise. We are wealthy. We are gracious. We are honorable, we are precious, we are trustworthy. These are all the words that God uses to describe us. Now, I would like to give you some words that were used by some men in um, social, in, um, you know, society, whole um, social world and celebrity that they use to describe women, particularly those women that everybody's looking at right now and thinking that they're so um, it because they're showing it all. But I can't because I don't say those words. So I cannot give you those descriptions. And it's not pretty. See, they say that it's okay that you do it. It's okay that our daughters are flaunting. It's okay that our daughters are um, having sex easily, and it's okay that they're showing everything, but that's not what their words describe when they describe these women. They didn't use, they don't use beautiful words. So there's a word that I love. It's called feminine. It's called feminine, or you could say femininity. Beautiful words. That means you're a woman. You're not a man. You're a woman. And God knew what he was doing when he made woman. There's a reason why we have curves. There's a reason why our skin is soft. There's a reason why we have hips. There's a reason why we have form. And God intended us to be that way. But he never intended for us to be valued because of it. That's not who you are. You are so much more than the shape of your body.
So I remember when I was 21. I had just turned 21 and um, had started going to a club, nightclub on a regular, every ladies' night, me and my friends and my sister and stuff. And so I had a guy friend that um, I had known him for a while, was nothing like, you know, really going on. We just always talked and everything. But um, this particular night, I can remember that I went to the club and I had on a pair of jeans, um, this blazer, and like a bandeau top, you know. If y'all know what those are, they look like a bikini top, like a, the top to a swimsuit. And um, I never looked good in any of that stuff, but I wanted to so bad because I saw everybody else wearing it, you know. So um, I fell into the trick, you know. And so I went to the club and I had on this little bitty bandeau top, my little jacket on the outside, like a men's blazer and jeans. And I'm telling y'all, I'm just telling you, I was cute, Okay. I was real cute, but not only was I cute, but I was sexy. I was sexy. So I go in and I'm doing my regular thing. I've never been a drinker, so I didn't drink, but, you know, hanging out with friends and laughing and doing the whole club thing. And my friend comes up and he's weird. I'm like, hey, give him the hug, you know, and everything. And he looks down. And I can remember I was standing there talking to him about something and he never looked at my face during the entire conversation. And finally, I, I just felt so uncomfortable. I took his chin. I said, hey, I'm up here. He said, yeah, I've seen you before, but I've never seen them. I felt like nothing. I felt so cheap at that particular moment, y'all. And I can remember going home and throwing that top away. Nobody had to tell me to throw it away. I threw it away because I didn't like the way it, I felt when he looked at me like that. Now, I was in control. I bought the top. I had my own money to buy the top. I drove my own car to the club. I wasn't like um, trying to, you know, sit, you know, needed somebody. I was just trying to fit in. And be what society was telling me at that time that you need to show a little bit more. But man, the cost that comes along with it. I never wanted to feel that feeling again. Never wanted to feel like that again. And so I took that top and I threw it away. Because it left me feeling empty on the, on the inside. The outside looked great and beautiful, but I felt empty when I, at the end of it, on the inside. So I'll say it to you like this. If you have a Rolls Royce car, brand spanking new, beautiful, shiny on the outside, brand new Corinthian leather seats on the inside, smells like a million dollars. It is just the most beautiful thing you ever owned but it has no engine, it's just junk. And that is how it is for us as women. If we shine it up on the outside, we let it all hang out, we position it right, we pump it up, we go get the boob job, we go get the butt job, we're letting people inject stuff into us in their parties that don't even have a license trying to make these People, these men adore us and like us and want us. 
I understand what it feels like to want to be admired, but I also know what it feels like to be devalued and made to feel like I was nothing but a piece of meat. I'd never want another woman to feel that. And so if that means that I have to have a lot of conversations with women and girls around me that are uncomfortable and people end up, you know, they get upset with me. I can handle that. I'd rather you be upset with me than you to feel what I felt in that moment because you're so much more valuable than that. You have to remember that God loves you and he made you perfectly but he didn't make you perfectly to give yourself to everyone. He made you perfectly to represent him and to bring glory and honor to his name so that he could do great things in your life and edify you and bring more glory and honor to his name. So I am just admonishing us, especially us, um, those of us who are adult older women. Share with younger women around you the your experiences, those things that you know that are hurtful and those things that will help them make right choices and not buy into the lie of the society that we're living in that tells them that they got to be ratchet, that they need to be savages, that the WAP and all of this is what, and if you don't know anything that I'm talking about, then you need to get your head out of the sand and go find out what young people are listening to so that you can minister and you can talk to them and help them grow. Because when you don't know, you're leaving a whole generation behind. And how can we say we're living our fullest life when there's people behind us and they're falling by the wayside and we could help? So um, one of my friends, her granddaughter's in junior high. And, you know, there's this WAP, W-A-P song that's out by these young ladies that I'm praying for they're on my prayer list that don't know who their value are. And so all they can talk about is their body parts. And she said that now what it stands for, I'm not going to say what theirs stands for, but I love what she said. Hers stands for. She's in junior high. And what this told me when she said what it stands for for her is that she had a mother who was pouring value into her so that she didn't buy into society. She said WAP stands for worship and praise. And that is exactly what it needs to stand for. Worship and praise. Let's find some young ladies, people. Let's find some young ladies that we can pour into, that we can um, lift up. Let If it's you, let's say that you're the one and you've been, you know, trying to fit into the mold of the TV and, you know, those music stars and those um, people in Hollywood and all over in the magazines, and you've been trying to fit into that image because you figure that will get you liked, that will get the man, you will finally get married. I want you to know that God loves you. Just like with the woman um, at the well who had five husbands and was shacking, just like the woman who was caught in adultery, excuse me, just like Mary Magdalene, just like um, the woman who had the issue of blood and and maybe she was bleeding for 
all those years, sometimes we're bleeding and it's not net, it's not actual blood, but it's the pain of trying to make our lives fit in this world. All I want you to know is he came to heal and he came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to let you know that he loves you. He loved on every woman throughout the New Testament. He loved them in every state that they were in. And he loved them, not while they remained in it, but he loved them right out of it. And he loves you. And I love you. And I care enough to tell you, you are so much better than what the media is feeding you. So with that being said, ladies, I don't even know what else to say. I just had to get this off my chest because it's been on me for a long time. And I've tried to say this message several times and God stops me because he said, not yet. And then finally today, I had something else I was going to talk about. And he said, now, and I'm like, okay, Lord, whatever you say. So now is the time. And I said what he told me to say. I love y'all. Um, I really do. And I can't tell you, um, I literally shed tears for the young ladies that I see um, who are putting themselves on these TVs and on these videos and stuff out here trying to say that they've made it and they know that they're hurting on the inside. Because I tell you, money don't make you feel good because you can cry on a pile full of money and still be broken because that's not where your value is. That's not your authenticity. We are so much more valuable than the world wants to give us credit for. So um, if you want to reach me, you guys know um, you can reach me, reach out to me by phone 336-549-9869. You can email me at vtfullestlife at gmail.com. You can reach me on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, and that is the Fullest Life VT. Um, the Fullest Life Facebook page, um, that is there. Um, I'm going to try to put stuff out. I'm not sure if everybody, I know a lot of people liked it and it says that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. So I'm not going to blame anybody. I think I'm doing something wrong, but I'm going to learn because that's what I'm doing. I'm a learner and uh, we're going to keep on learning together. But um, I thank you all. If you know a young lady who needs to hear this, share it with them. Your life is full when you pour out into somebody else. There is no way that God can keep filling you up if you're not pouring something out to someone else. Just pour it out, y'all. Y'all, let's just give it to other people and love, um, love on them. Really quick, um, before I go. Um, it is election time. I don't, I'm not telling you who to vote for because I think people have a right to vote for whoever they, they choose to vote for. But I am telling you to exercise your vote. Exercise your vote because that is a right. And if you are a woman and if you are um, a black person, there's some people who died for you to have that right. So don't sit on your rusty dusty talking about what's going on. Get out there and vote. At least you can say you did your part, right? So um, do that. Once again, I love you all. Have a super fantastic um, weekend.
and go be a blessing to someone else. Take care.